The following episode of the Walking Dead podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier source of spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Choose from their extensive catalog of over 215,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, comedy specials, magazine and newspaper publishers, business information providers, as well as many other products. Audible is also the preeminent provider of spoken word audio podcasts for Apple's iTunes Store. In addition to audio programs from outside publishers, Audible.com introduces Audible Studios. Matching the most imaginative and esteemed authors with the world's best performers, including Academy Award winners, respected stage actors, and Juilliard graduates, Audible Studios produces a diverse catalog of engaging audio ventures for every age. Sign up today for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. You'll get a free audiobook, and you'll be helping to support The Walking Dead podcast. So head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash dead and start a new adventure today. And now, we're pleased to present the latest episode of The Walking Dead podcast. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. It's The Walking Dead podcast. Got any advice for me? I'd say make a run for it. This is The Walking Dead Podcast, a podcast dedicated to The Walking Dead television show on AMC and The Walking Dead comic from Image Comics. Come on, come on! So sit back, relax, and join the herd. Hello, and welcome to The Walking Dead Podcast. I'm Mr. Gary, and this is episode 234 of our show, covering episode 8 of season 10, The World Before. Well guys, the moment's finally upon us, the big mid-season finale of season 10, and I gotta say, I really kinda dug it. This episode's gonna be a little bit of a shorter one. If you've been following us for a while, you know we used to do this a little bit, we'd put out smaller episodes right after the episode airs, and then later in the week or the week after that, we'd put out another episode covering more the audience reactions, the news, the ratings, that sort of stuff. And with the holiday coming up and everything going on, that's what I'm going to be doing this week. So guys, later in the week probably, if not definitely early next week, we'll have another episode covering all of your reactions, uh, all your guys' thoughts, your theories, and whatever news and ratings come out. But until then, let's get into the meat of the episode. Episode 8 of Season 10 the world before. Welcome back to Talking Dead. What? Are you ready to go inside the dead? Yeah! Here's some inside info that you can't get anywhere else. Okay! Right off the bat, it was a sufficient send-off for Sadiq. Sorry for the alliteration, I just, I had to. <laughs> in true Walking Dead fashion, they built up Avinash's character significantly this season, and really started to make us care hardcore for the guy, right before he was killed. Talk about tugging at the heartstrings. I know he's only been around since season 8, but Sid had really become entrenched in the group. We see most of the gang having legit grief over his loss, and not just because he was their main doctor. Rosita was obviously going to be hit the hardest by this one, especially considering the way she found out he was gone when his zombified corpse almost ate their child, but Gabriel, Aaron, and even Michonne had significant screen time showing their sadness at his passing. I did have a little side thought though. Maybe Michonne was bummed about the loss of City because she kinda connected him with Carl? With Rick assumed dead and Carl long gone, he was another connection to her lost... quote-unquote son? 
you know, I, I don't know if that's true. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I think that's the main reason I would see Michonne being hit as hard as it seemed like she was by his death. Speaking of Sadiq's passing, let's talk about Dante. They finally showed his true backstory, aka how he ended up being believed to be a regular Joe and accepted by all as a Whisperer double agent. I loved how they really showed that he went into depth. You know, he found another group, joined them, was with them for a while till he earned their trust. Then eventually they found their way to Alexandria. And then from there, he actually showed that he was a doctor and became an important part of the group. And it took time. It was a real espionage kind of thing. It was kind of cool to see that side of it. I also loved seeing the group get together to, I guess, interrogate him. Daryl, Carol, Gabe, Rosita, they came to hear him out. And the result was obvious. <laughs> he was still a douche. Rosita was pissed and not having it. Gabriel ended up saying that he would get a version of whatever trial they gave Negan. Which led to my next point, Gabriel's meltdown. I guess we should have suspected this might happen. I think the show's been trying to give us hints that maybe he's been stressed with the leadership and whatever situations he's been dealing with for a while now, but this episode dialed it up to 11. I love how what made him snap out of all of it was Rosita being pissed when he basically ignored her feelings post-Sadiq. All he could focus on was Dante and how and why he did it, you know, just watching that footage of when they interviewed him when they first met him, which led to him killing Dante. Which, surprisingly guys, I wasn't a fan of. I know I've been one of the hardest critics of Doc McCreepy, but I wasn't satisfied with how he went out. Not that I wanted him to have a long, drawn-out trial and be Negan 2.0, or to even get redemption and join the group like Negan did, but I don't know, man. Seeing Gabriel just snap and let it out on Dante was a bit anticlimactic for me. Maybe a part of me hoped Rosita would eventually be the one to do the deed? I don't know. Maybe after another watching I'll enjoy it more, but just right off the bat, it felt abrupt, I guess. And I don't think I liked seeing Gabriel snap like that, even though it totally makes sense. I'm not sure. The drama at Oceanside was an unexpected turn of events. We knew they were going to have Michonne leave the show for a bit, and they'd have to find a reason for that, but to bring in Virgil in such a way, to only have him basically take Michonne back to his camp by boat, was an interesting twist. To be honest, I only know Virgil vaguely by name from the comics. I don't really know what he and his community might lead to, but it's a cool way to set up Michonne's hopefully temporary departure. I mean, we knew since Comic-Con she was going to be gone. And I did like how they used her sparingly but effectively this part of the season. I mean, maybe that's part of the reason they're bringing in Maggie? We always knew it was possible Lauren Cohen might come back too, but maybe part of the reason they brought her back was to kind of fill the void of Michonne. Temporarily, at least. Hopefully. Also, I love how in the Oceanside segment and the, the library and all that stuff, it showed really how intelligent and skilled Judith has become at such a young age. Obviously, you know, her brother Carl and her dad Rick and Michonne, they're all very strong, skilled survivors. It seems like nature and nurture at this point. You know, like, obviously she's raised in this world, and she had good genes. It's funny that Michonne was worried when she lost track of her in the skirmish with the walkers, but meanwhile, she was actually tracking Virgil and stopped him from leaving. Well played, Miss Grimes. Next up, Gamma and Aaron. I'm not really sure about this one yet. I'm with Aaron, I don't think Gamma lied, but it is certainly possible. Alpha is a master manipulator, and she certainly had her strings on Gamma. But that being said, if she wasn't lying, does that mean Alpha knew Gamma was going to betray her and set her up? We'll have to wait and see. Next point. The search for the Horde. I loved how this all played out, really. Daryl finally confronting Carol about her shitty behavior was a high point for me. 
<laughs> Daryl basically said everything I've been wanting to say about Carol this season. And Carol's emotional, quote-unquote, apology, if you could call it that, was pretty nice and heartfelt. Then again, right after that, she sees Alpha and gets triggered. So, <laughs> who knows? Alpha leads them to the cave where one by one our gang falls into the trap hole that led them to the Horde after all. I'm sure most, if not all of them, will survive, hopefully. But how will they even get out of that? Can't wait to find out. My overall review... Well, I kind of called it. <laughs> Last week's episode was a bit slower and a lot of dialogue to lead to an intense mid-season finale with a lot of action. And on that level, it definitely delivered. I like the title too, The World Before, as a lot of moments in this episode, even smaller ones like Aaron with his daughter talking about state capitals and stories of the past, and Michonne's crew scouring a library for books to read so that they don't forget about their history. It showed our characters contemplating the world they have lost and what place they have or want to have in this new world. And the setup for the back half of the season was awesome too, especially that cliffhanger with the Horde. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10, I think. It was really solid, and honestly, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And that's all for this week, folks. As I said, coming up here soon, either this week or next, we'll have a bigger mid-season wrap-up episode where we'll talk about what happened this half of the season, what we thought about it, what we liked about it, theories and possibilities for the future, and definitely plenty of your interaction with uh, some little news and readings and other stuff thrown in. But... Always remember, guys, to have your comments and questions heard on the show. Email us at twdpodcast at gmail.com or post a comment on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash walkingdeadpodcast. We've been a lot more active there lately. I've been really good about sharing memes and discussion topics and stuff like that. I really appreciate you guys in your input, and uh, let's keep on doing that on Facebook. Get a free audiobook and support our show by getting a free month trial from our sponsor, Audible. Go to audibletrial.com dead. That's audibletrial.com d-e-a-d today. Also, guys, I always like to invite you to join the fun with Scott and I playing The Walking Dead No Man's Land. Not a sponsor. Yet. Fight along us by joining our squad, Death Squad Z. Anyways, there's never been a better time to be a nerd. So stay safe, Providence, Rhode Island. And we'll see you back here for our next episode. Hike! And we thank all of you for not being here today. And not having this meeting with me or, or being seen on your way out. That's our show for today. Thanks for joining us. Please check out our website for all the latest news and updates at thewalkingdeadpodcast.com. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash walkingdeadpodcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at TWDpodcast. If you like the show, let us know what you think. You can email comments and feedback to twdpodcast at gmail.com as well as leave us a review on iTunes. You can also post comments on our website and Facebook page. The Walking Dead podcast can be heard at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Podbean.com, and SoundCloud. If you're an Android user, you can also download a dedicated Android app at PlayerFM.com and the Google Store. Please help support The Walking Dead podcast by visiting our sponsor, Audible.com, and signing up for your free... No obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. Many of our sound effects are provided courtesy of free SFX. Please check them out for all your sound effects needs at www.freesfx.co.uk. Once again, thank you for listening and we'll see you back here for the next episode of The Walking Dead Podcast.